Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Sky Blue Fans TV. My name's Mark Smith, and proud to say our podcast is sponsored by Sky Blue Tavern, Dylan's Brewery, IB Lucy's Designs, CCFC Fan Store, CCFC Prints, uh, Mr. View Sky, and A Hawks Photography. Uh, tonight, I've been joined by my colleague Miles, who's uh, bring on. Evening, Miles. How are we doing? Good evening, Mark. How are you? I'm fine, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I'm I've good. I, I see you've made central news with your appearance, uh, talking about the ground situation. To, <laughs> I, I, I must ask for your autograph next time I see you. Uh, <laughs> that will be Saturday, but, won't it? <laughs> yeah, I'll be seeing you Saturday, yeah. So tonight, we'll be talking about uh, the great 1-0 win uh, against Blackburn Rovers. Uh, we've got a, a Watford guest coming on later to talk about Watford and give us a lowdown on our opposition on Saturday. So let's start, uh, Miles, to talk about uh, the win. Uh, great, a great win overall. Um, before we talk about the actual game itself, um, sort of start of the game, uh, three changes were made. Um, Karma Fatin was missing, obviously, with sickness. Um, but we did have returns uh, with uh, Jokerez, Eccles and Rose as the team. Um, when you saw that team come up, how, what was your sort of first impressions? Um, I was I was happy with the team news, to be honest with you. I mean, um, I'm, I'm quite pleased with the way Eccles is is performing at the moment. Um, I could see why he swapped in with Kane because uh, Kane can get a bit too far forward and get caught flat-footed. He can't turn quick enough to get back. And I think when you're playing against um, Diaz, like, like uh, Eccles had to cope with, um, I think Eccles was the right decision because he doesn't always go too far forward all the time. He sort of knows when to go and when not to go. Um, so I was, I was I was all right with that one, to be honest with you. Uh, McFadzine, I thought he would he was going to start, but obviously he uh, had a high temperature, and that was at the last minute, just before the game. So um, that's understandable. It's just straightforward replacement Doyle. Doyle, and, uh, who's come in, uh, has done very, very well. I think uh, Mark Robbins did the right call back against Cardiff where he knew he was struggling for 23 minutes and um, pulled him off. So I think that did Doyle a lot of good, gave him a little bit of a rest um, and, he, and he's come back fighting and, and strong and I thought he, he had a really good performance. Um, so, yeah, the, the changes were all right for me, really, to be honest with you. And then Jokerez coming in, uh, that's obviously he was going to come back into the team because um, he, he was poorly last week, so you can't risk it. And, um, you know, the only person to drop really is Casey Palmer because the way Allen's playing at the moment, scored, I think it's two goals in the last four games for Jamie Allen, which is absolutely superb. Um, so, yeah, I, I was quite pleased with that, to be honest with you, Mark. Yeah, no, absolutely. I thought, um, I, thought I mean, I came to the game Blackburn and I was very pessimistic about you know how how chances were you know I thought well could could players still be ill after the Blackpool game and you know we're playing against a, a team that are, you know second in the league so on paper it looks a it looks a really really hard game but I thought 
I thought we acquitted ourselves really well in the first half. I thought um, we looked like, the, if anything, we looked like the team that are near the top of the league and Blackburn were struggling because I thought Blackburn, for me, were pretty awful. And they were very direct. Um, there was no kind of, you know, obviously the game plan looked to me like they were looking to put uh, Diaz on, on Eccles, wasn't it? Because you saw Diaz was playing a lot, sort of uh, kind of pulling it out wide left. And I, I feel like he, that's they were trying to expose Eccles. I thought in the main, I thought you could see Eccles is not um, a natural right back. That's not his position. I think he's a fantastic field player. and He's playing out of position. I thought he'd done okay overall. Not... Not, not in the, you know, probably not as good as Dabo, but you don't expect him to be. But I thought the whole team really on, on that night were fantastic from 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 goalkeeper down to centre forward. I thought we played really, we played really well. It was just a massive improvement. It was like chalk and cheese from Blackpool, wasn't it? I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, um, the way we won that game the other night was the old way we used to play. Um, we were passing the ball. We hardly gave the ball away. Sheaf was intercepting absolutely everything that tried to come through the middle. He was picking it up. He was running with it. Uh, you had Doyle running with it. You had Panzo running with it. I think Panzo got man of the match, which was well-deserved. I, I, I yeah. thought it was a, a real tight call on um, Tuesday night. Um, and, and when we pass the ball and, and we're crisp with those passes and we don't give it away, um, we're good enough to, to play anyone off the park. And we know that. And, and I think the pitch had a big part to play the other night as well because it had some water on it. Um, it's been repaired. Uh, there hasn't been any rugby on it for two weeks and it was moving a lot quicker than it has done in previous weeks. I think the grass looked a bit shorter, so that they've obviously cut it a little bit bit shorter for us, um, which suits the style of our play. Uh, we, we, we were, as I say, we were just passing the ball so, so crispy and so smooth it, 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 it was um, it was just a great performance I mean first half probably the best performance of the season so far easily by far yeah, no, no yeah, doubt yeah. no doubt about it absolutely superb uh, yeah. second half uh, they had no choice they had to come at us um, but we cope with it really well and I mean young Eccles you, you go on to him I mean he slots into that right back position um, I, I think he, he's, he's quite He's quite comfortable. When when he starts getting into the game, he, he, he starts looking really comfortable, really enjoys himself. He made one silly mistake Tuesday in the first half. He dived in at Diaz. He didn't stand up. Yeah. yeah. Dived in at him. Yeah. And I thought, what are you doing? Don't, you know, that schoolboy error. You always taught stand up, don't, don't go down. Um, that was probably his only mistake. Uh, and Ben Sheaf for me the other night, well. I think that's got to be his best performance in a Coventry City shirt at home since he's joined us. Yeah. Um, I, th I thought he was absolutely immense. And, and I mean, I thought he was absolutely immense. And, and it could have been more. It could have been more, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it probably could have been three, maybe four. Uh, we should have had a penalty. Um, Vic, Vic got pulled in the box again in the yes. first half. Yeah, yeah, blatant shirt pulling, uh, but yeah, fantastic performance. You, uh, every single player probably deserves eight, nine out of ten. All of them on Tuesday night, they they were up for that Tuesday night. They really were. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and I absolutely agree. With that. I thought it was such a, it was, as I say, it was such an improved performance. I agree with what you say about Panzo. I thought Panzo was immense. 
Um, but I thought, to be honest with you, to a man, every is I wouldn't say I wouldn't say there was a man of the match from our side. I think it was a men of a match. I thought the whole eleven were, were really good actually. And um and also the other thing of Eccles is he, he provided that that goal for uh, for Jamie Allen. I thought it was a well worked goal and a, a really good finish by Allen. And I think one of the things that's I feel Allen's improved from last season, I don't know what, what your thoughts on Miles is He's getting into better positions attacking wise. He, he's made, you know, he sort of going Stoke. He made a good run for the goal. He's made, he's got himself in a good position on near post, and he volleyed it in beautifully. I think he's actually been one of our more most improved players in you know, this, this season. I don't know what are your thoughts on Alan. Yeah, I, I like him. I, I think he's a good player. You know, his his two goals he scored have, have been very well taken. I mean, the other night we we were sat there, uh, one of our Watches now, he's just commented, Richard. It is a hot drink, by the way, Rich. Um, we couldn't get any hot drinks at half time. I don't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, we were we were kept saying in the first half, uh, Bidwell kept floating the ball. And you're like, no, 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 not in this conditions. You know, it's nice and slippery, hard and low into the box. And lo and behold, Alan just hooks onto one at the, at the near post uh, and, and it's gone in. The only thing, early criticism I have about Alan, um, and, and I've said it a number of times now, is that he sort of stops between the halfway line and the 18-yard box where um, O'Hare, Palmer, they keep running. They keep putting the pressure on. I mean, Tuesday night, the amount of pressure, the high press we put on Blackburn, we didn't give them two seconds to even think about where to pass the ball. They had no yeah. time because... O'Hare was on it. O'Hare's pouncing on everything. And when O'Hare's playing like that, I think it reflects onto Victor. Victor puts in a shift a bit more, pushes forward a bit more. But with Alan, for me, it's a really frustrating thing. I just wish he'd take the gamble like O'Hare does and just go that little bit further than stopping between the halfway line and the 18-yard box. He just he just gives up a little bit. He, he's He's scared to go that little bit further to put the high press on. And I think if we had three players putting the press on, like we did in the second half when Palmer came on, we we, we put even more pressure on and we could have scored again. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and when you've got three players like Vic, um, like O'Hare and Palmer putting that pressure on, they've got nowhere to go. They can't play the ball. And yeah. all the keeper can do is just hoof it. And then the next thing it is, it's coming back in. So... You know, but uh, uh, Alan, yeah, I, I agree with you. He's, he's been absolutely superb this season, to be honest with you. And I think he's played every game, isn't he? I think he has. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's, he's played every he's game. Not, he's not been on the bench. No, been, no, I think I think you're right. Yeah, um, Glenn, I don't think you can hear us. Um, which player stood out for you on the Tuesday night? Uh, I think it's hard to pick anyone out, really. Um, I agree yeah. with what Miles said. I think they all played well. I think we 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 played to coin a Robin's phrase on the front foot, and we were on. We got in their faces, and I think it all started from that little one where the goalkeeper they did that silly back pass, and the goalkeeper nearly give it, and he give it to O'Hare, and then O'Hare just tried to take a touch rather than just smashing it. And they yeah. just looked. They looked. They looked so shaky. They looked exactly how we looked against Blackpool and against Rotherham. They just yeah. look jittery and nervous, and, and yeah, we we rather than the last two home games where we kind of handed the opposition the initiative by not starting well, we started really in their faces, and yeah, I think I think he didn't admit it after the game, Tom, John Dale Thomason, but I think he got the team wrong. I think um the two lads in midfield, although they're very good, Morton and Wharton, 
they were a bit young, and I think our mid our midfield four not bullied them, but we kind of schooled them a bit. Hamer Hamer was class again. Allen, yeah. at least he gets in the box now, which is the one good thing. But yeah, he, he could have had a hat trick. I mean, that one yeah. second half, he's he's is he unlucky because the keeper's just stuck his arms up, or do you just stick it better first touch half a yard either side he scores. O'Hare's had two where he's taken a touch where he's got no need to take a touch in it at first time. Yeah, we, we were we were really on it. We made them look bang average, which yeah. I think probably is good. I think they had a bad night at the office, but we were really good. And yeah, we, we look back on it now and there's plenty of positives moving forward. And yeah, it's hard to pick anyone out as a man of the match. They all did the jobs. Yeah, it was just a really good performance. Um yeah, it's just uh, I think after, I think we're all after the Blackpool game a bit kind of. I mean, to be fair, I think the Blackpool game is one of them games looking back where, knowing the circumstances, you can sort of if we'd have got a draw out of the game, I think it would have been really really pleased with that. But I thought you know the set the performance on Tuesday night was was fantastic, um, and I thought what we looked we looked like we're a team in control. We we didn't like I just thought we we, we looked. A much different side. We look aside to me. If we play, keep playing like that, we're going to win a lot more games than we lose. We're going to pick up more points than we lose, and I think it definitely gives us a lot of um, cause for optimism. Um, particularly when you've got a game coming up next in Watford, who are probably, in my opinion, I know they're in the playoffs, but I would probably say they'll be the top two at the end of the season. So I think it's so important that we got that win to give us that confidence because I just, you know, I, I, I don't feel. Um, I feel a bit more optimistic about Saturday now after that because I just thought we were really good. And I thought Blackburn, for me, if they're second in the league, I mean, that's probably the worst teams I've seen that are second in the league at, at the stadium. I don't know what your thoughts were. I thought they were pretty shocking, really. I don't know what they were doing. I thought Rotherham and, and, uh, and Blackpool were, were miles better than them. And I think we've got to be realistic. Yeah. Rotherham had gone to Burnley last night and for no, 90, min, 90 minutes, they were winning the game. And then they've got done in injury time. I mean, they're no mugs. And Blackpool, they've beat they've beat some good sides. They beat Watford not long ago. So yeah. they, I think we just got to be careful that it, oh it's Rotherham, oh it's Blackpool. They're no, they're no mugs. So there's no easy games in in this league at the moment. And yeah, that's a good. It's a massive win because it's bumped us up the table, and we've we've got some good points. But really, Saturday's a free hit. Saturday is is anything we get from them is a bonus. Wigan is massive. Wigan is a six-pointer. Wigan's the game we, we have not to lose. We've got to get something. And then QPR, it's about time we beat them because we owe them one. But yeah, I think we'd be, we're really happy. If we can get somewhere near 20, if we can get 25 points mark around that, I'll be delighted where we were. But I think, I don't think we were that bad on Saturday. Looking back, we had three good chances and then they scored the goal. We take any one of those three chances, we're 2-1 up and I think we see it out. And... Yeah, but we we were a lot better on, a lot better on Tuesday night, and Vic was, Vic looked a bit more on it, but he doesn't get any decisions. I I just I, be, I beg a belief. Yeah, I mean the penalty decisions, as Miles mentioned earlier, was just a disgrace. I mean, to me, I, I watched it on TV. It was the it was the most blatant of pulls pulls at the shirt. The only thing I could think of is maybe it's the way that he goes down and he, that makes him think. Oh, he's, he's he's kind of trying to con the referee, but. For me, that was an absolute. If you fall backwards, Mark, you're instinctive to put your arms up. You're going to brace yourself. You don't fall backwards mm. like, like a tree falling down, do you? you? You're immediately going to do that. So, 
Yeah. But there was other ones where Hyam was pulling him, and and it was just weird because then he give he give one against um, he give one against Eccles on Diaz. There was less contact, and the classic yeah. one was the one on the last kick of the game, where I think it's Ayala's cleaned out Walker. He didn't book yeah. Ayala, and Walker's clean through on goal, and then he booked the goalkeeper, and then they've rescinded the red card, which I don't get. Yeah. Because the guy's gone in two footed. Yeah, what, what, that. what was your views, Miles? And that was that a red card in your view? He's got he's gone over the top of the ball, hasn't he? I mean, he, the the way we are, we didn't we didn't go down. Um, we sort of jumped out the way of it. So he's gone over the top of the ball. It could it could have been really dangerous. As for um, them rescinding the red card, if that was us, we'd just we'd just take it on the chin and we wouldn't even bother. Um, you know, because that's the sort of manager we've got is Mark Robbins. He goes, oh, it's a red car. We won't bother, you know, we won't even bother having a go of trying to rescind it. Um, so, yeah, it, after looking at the replay, uh, probably it was a yellow. Um, but in real time, like the ref would have seen it, it did look dangerous. He went over the top of the ball. Um, so, on the night, red card, yeah. But if you had VAR, probably change it to a yellow if he had already give the red. So, um, yeah, probably, I don't know. It's just one of those. I, I just wish that we would, we would um, when we get players sent off, I wish we would complain and try and get it rescinded. But we don't. Uh, I want to go on what Glenn's just said about uh, Hamer and that. Um, Hamer hasn't been booked since he's come back. Touch wood. Um, and, and he's a better player for it. He's he's calmed himself down. He's obviously had a word of himself, and for me, I think he's a better player because he's not making rash, silly chances. I think he's just concentrating on his game more, um, and and he's he's turning out to be probably better than we've ever seen him in the last three or four games since he's come back. Um, and I think the game uh, was it the Rotherham game. He was on the bench. Um, you know, you can't just walk straight back into into a team. Um, and I think that's probably done him good as well, which everyone said, you can't just walk straight back into a team just because you're Hamer. If you're yeah. banned for four matches, you've let the team down for four matches. So that's probably done him good. And um, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, he, he's a different player since he's come back. But another thing that Glenn said about Walker, um, yeah, he got pulled down in the box. It was right in front of us. Uh, Should have been, that was, probably another penalty we should have had. But the thing about Walker is, is he's so frustrating. Um, just towards the end, he, he was he was at a tight angle um, in the box. And really, he should have just put his laces through it and have a go at goal. He's got nothing to lose. The lad, he's, he's, he's not scoring. He hasn't scored. He scored two goals last season. Um, and he had a chance to, to have a go at goal. And he's gone to square it to, I think it was Vic in the middle, and the defender's blocked it. Well, you, you, you've got to be thinking, the defender's going to slide in on this. Let's let's just have a pop at goal. He, he could have gone anywhere. You know, just have a go. The poor lad. I mean, I, I, I'm holding my hand up. I, I criticise him every week. You know, if he comes on, I hold my head, head in my hands and I'm like, here comes Walker. You know, it's, it's, he's so frustrating. And we know he's got talent. And, and Tuesday night, he should have had a go. And if he had got that goal Tuesday night, it would have gave him a lot more confidence. He, he sort of picked up the ball and then he's gone, oh, I don't know what to do. 
And he's a goal scorer. I mean, we've seen it. You know, he scored at Blackburn last season. He scored at Preston. Goal at Preston last season was absolutely superb from him. Um, it's just frustrating. But, yeah, it was, you know, um, again with Glenn, the Blackpool game, I thought we were, it was a good game as well. So, yeah, happy days. Yeah. I think it's just lack of confidence there, Walker, isn't it? I think he's just a striker yeah. that he has a lot of game time in his defence. And, um, yeah, it's just it's just, just one of those things, really. It's, but it, but you, say, you say game time, you've got to earn the right to get the game time. True, and when, true. It, when he comes on, even if it is for five, ten minutes, when he comes on, he doesn't show anything. It, there's no... Um, you, you need <laughs> coming up to bonfire night. He needs a rocket up his backside yeah, to give him yeah. to kick him on. You're not yeah. gonna okay. He might shine in training, but the thing is, he ain't getting game time. There's a reason why he's not getting game time. He's not good enough. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's not well. He is good enough, but he's not showing everyone that he's good enough. And Mark Robbins says how good he is in training. Well, if you're good in training, do it on the pitch. And he's not, yeah. and, and that's the problem. And and you know, it gets people's backs up and things like that. And, and as I say, I hold my hand up. I'm one of them. I, I'm terrible about him. I'm absolutely terrible. When he come on the other night, I was like, oh no, here we go. Twenty minutes. We've got to hold out for 18, 20 minutes with him on the pitch. And and that's I that's think, the feeling. And also, just to add to that, with Walker, is he's out of contract into the season, so he's yeah. got to do everything he can to run that contract. Yeah. You know, there's there's no there's no hiding place. I mean, I mean, I think. With um, when he was at Portsmouth last season online, I think Portsmouth fans were a bit kind of you know they were expecting a lot of big things from him, and, and it, it never really materialised. And no. I think ideally, from our point of view, we could have done with Walker getting banging a few goals for Portsmouth, and then we could have got a sell-on fee potentially. But now in a situation where you know we have to make a decision about him into the season, and obviously he's not the only player; there's other players uh, who are out of contract at the end of this season, but. He's got he's got a really grass opportunity because you know Matty Gobb's not going to be back anytime soon. Um, he's I mean Tavares is the only other player, and obviously there's been rumours about Biarma as well, obviously, uh, which is interesting. But Tavares is another one. You think if you're Tavares, you think what have I got to do to get a game? I mean, do you think Tavares could be featuring more in your opinion? And Glenn, feel free to chime in as well. Uh, Tavares, I, I think he. Up two minds. I'm tempted on Saturday to rest a few, and there's an argument you give Tavares some time. The only thing is, I don't think Tavares and Walker will work, and I don't think Tavares is a lone striker, personally. So I don't think that'll that'll work. But I I, I would definitely be tempted Walker start on Saturday and give Vic a rest. <laughs> Ulti- ultimately, <laughs> I think Walker, Walker. But the problem is, Miles, look at it this way: if we lose Vic on Saturday. Wigan's yeah. massive, and I think we've yeah. got to manage his minutes. And and I think the same with O'Hare. I think I, I don't think O'Hare will start on Saturday. I think Palmer Palmer will come in, and I think we've just got to be streetwise. I, obviously, going on what you said about Beermo, uh, you, you you get like a various opinions in our fan base. I totally see the logic. If we could get him, mm. we get him on. We've got four weeks in the World Cup right to get him up to speed. He can play a couple of under twenty three under 21 games he's a, we know what we're going to get with him he'll put himself about he'll do he'll do he'll do the stuff that possibly Walker doesn't do but obviously Walker's on, on pedigree he's got the better finishing record but he's played well with Vic he's played well with Walker 
He's played well with Godden. I think he's possibly played with Tavares. So you know what you're going to get. Mm. I can see the logic on it. It's just whether we can sign him and whether it is people putting two and two together to, to make five. But he's actually what we need. We need someone who can, as an outball off the bench for 20 minutes, he can hold the board up for mm. us and, and we can feed off. Because Vic, Vic was a good at it to a degree on Tuesday night, but he did get roughed up a bit. And I don't think he's, he's as good as holding it up as, say, Max is, so to speak. Mm. Well, interesting things to come. Um, so what we'll do now is we're just going to um, bring an, um, have that out and then we'll be bringing Pete on, uh, Watford fans. So stay tuned for that. We'll be talking all things Watford and the game on Saturday. So be back very, very shortly. Bye everyone. Okay, I'm going to introduce uh, our Watford fan, Pete. Um, Watford fan. Hi, Pete. How you doing? Oh yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good indeed. Good, good. good. Thank you. For, thank you for having me on. That's all right. Yeah. Um, tell us about your podcast and, and um, yeah, just tell us, give us a bit more of the lowdown on, on yourself. Well, um, I started off a thing about 18 months ago called uh, You Orange TV, uh, but since then I've really kind of turned, morphed into with another two guys, Justin and Carl, into a thing called Do Not Scratch Your Eyes, uh, which is you know probably not dissimilar to yourself. But it's a podcast, there's YouTube, there's Instagram, there's you name it, and it's just it's just gone uh, over the last nine months. It's just gone kind of exponential, which is which is great stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, let's, go, let's look at the football side of it. So Watford coming to the game on the back of three wins and uh, things are sort of going quite nice under Slavin Bilic. Uh, yeah, I mean, when, when, we, when we fired our latest manager, I mean, when you, when you use the phrase, when we fired our latest and you're using it every two months, it gets a little bit dull and repetitive. None of, none of the problems that we had were, were aimed at Bilic. He's an incredibly competent manager. We're very delighted to have him. Um, we, we were... Our kind of upset was the fact that uh, at the time Rob Edwards signalled, supposedly, according to our management and our hierarchy, a strange in a, a change in attitude and direction and culture. And then ten games in, they they, they fired him and just just went with the new bloke. Um, it, you know, at the end of the day, we, we we then went back to exactly what we know, which is effectively it's hard for Watford fans to get a really good connection 
to the to the to the players and to the manager definitely the manager because he's he's there you know literally for a couple of months you know normally when people say a season they don't normally mean autumn um and, and in our case we sort of we tend to so that's been good Bilic, uh, he he's been he's been kind of binary we we've either won or we've lost he came in we beat stoke 4-0 and it looked like everything was going to go Rosie in the garden, we had one of our players who you won't face on Saturday, Imran Loser, came back from injury, who's a little kind of Moroccan-French midfielder. And he kind of just suddenly, he felt like he was the oil in the engine and everything was ticking, everything was good. But the majority of the reason why that was good was because Stoke were absolutely rank awful. Sorry, they just they just were. Then we lost two on the spin to Swansea at home and, uh, oh, and, and Blackpool away. Black, Blackpool just... We, we we were just shocking. We were absolutely dreadful um, against them. And fair play to Blackpool because they saw it and turned turned on us and, and came at us in the in the second half. And yeah. nobody gives a gives an underperforming team confidence like a like Watford turning up with our with our defence. But but in in fairness, we we we, we beat Norwich. We lost a, a dreadful game against Millwall again, almost like Blackpool revisited. Um, but since then, we've had these these three straight wins, um, and it's looking. A lot better. It's looking a lot more organised um, and a certain sense of belief. And what what's kind of strange is the fact that we've won the last two games without Keenan Davis, who we got on loan from Villa, who yeah. has been who has been really the the talismanic forward that you can kind of go and play off of. So with him, without him in the team, we just don't progress up the field because we get the ball played up, we lose it, and then it's coming back at us again. Uh, with him, he's he's. He's a, he's a potentially phenomenal player if we can keep him fit. Unfortunately, he's missed the last two games. Hopefully, he will be ready and available for uh, for Saturday. That's a shame. I was, I was hoping he'd still be injured a bit of mine. We, we thought he was going to be available for last night against Cardiff, and he wasn't. So, yeah. uh, so, so we'll see. We do have a we do have a medical department who seem to get like you know, if you've ever seen Spinal Tap, feet and inches get mixed up. They have weeks and months and years mixed up in their head sometimes. You know, somebody yeah. goes somebody goes in with a cold, and four years later, you go, "Oh, Tom Cleverly, I remember him." Yeah, how's um how's Ismail Assar looking? Because he, he he's you know he's been kind of been the subject of a lot of speculation and transfer gossip and that. I mean, is he looking the business for you at the moment? Well, just before just before you went into the break, I was just listening to to the two of you talking about. I didn't catch who it was, but but saying about if he does it on the on the training field, he's got to do it in games. Um, yeah. and that's pretty much the thing with Ismail Assar. Most people turn around and say, Yao Pedro and Ismail Assar are the two players we've got to worry about. Ishmael Asar, you have to worry about for three minutes in a game. Mm. The, the other 87 minutes, forget about it. Um, if we could get somebody who could make him play for 10 minutes a game, he he would be unfathomably brilliant. Um, it's stopping him in that three minutes if he decides he's going to do something. I mean, he got a goal yesterday, didn't know necessarily very much about it, so he's in the good yeah. place. The, the real star of the show is Yao Pedro, who's this 20, 21-year-old Brazilian who we've had for three years. And he came in like a lot of seventeen-year-old, like a lot of seventeen-year-old Brazilians. Like we get a lot of those in Watford, obviously. Um, who came in and he he hadn't developed, and now he's this kind of you know six six foot two, strong, technically brilliant kind of come has an ability to kind of come out with the ball where you just go, what? How did you do that? And yeah. he's got an, he's got that appetite and hunger whereby you know everybody says, yeah, can he do it on Stoke on a sat? This this kid basically is up for the fight all the time. Um, he is going to be, he uh, genuinely, we thought at one stage we were going to lose him in the close season to Newcastle. 
Um, and, and we were all gutted about that because we thought, oh, damn, people haven't read the headlines. Don't they know they should go and buy Sar? Yeah. Uh, we've fortunately kept them both. So that's good. Sarkin, yeah. Sarkin just flattered to deceive. That's the problem. When he's on it, he's unstoppable. Getting him yeah. on it is, is the issue and the problem. I suppose your highlight, your best win this season has to be against the team up the road at the M1. I guess they, you were pretty phenomenal against Luton. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was 25 years to the month that we did them at their place, 4-0, uh, yeah. under, under Graham Taylor in his second era with us. And to, to, to do it again. But that was the start of our three-game run. And we'd, yeah. we'd lost we'd lost those other games, etc. We 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 were so, and we still are really so jackal and hide. I mean, the last two games we haven't played particularly well, but we've got a little bit of determination, grit, and you know, kind of resilience about us. Uh, but against against Luton, he he he'd switched um, Ken Semmer, uh, who would typically play left. We take we, we're playing a four-two-three-one under yeah. uh, under Billich. He, he would typically play Semmer because he's very left-sided down the left and, and Saar on the right. He switched them, so he's inverted them. And it has brought an awful lot more out, unfortunately for you guys, at home from Saar because he has the ability to cut in and suddenly do something. Whereas before, he people would go, no, you're not going to go down the line. He'd cut in and then he, he, the ball would invariably get played back. Now he's got an ability to, 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 to pull in and... And, and dink the ball. He did that for Wren and he did it for, he does it a lot for Senegal as well. But it's taken us three years to decide to actually switch him. But uh, that, that's that's what we're seeing with Billich. We're seeing that he's working out what he's got. He's working out how best to use it. And in the last couple of games, what we're seeing is the in-game management, the substitutions really make a telling difference. Yeah. Um, we, we've got a player who is who we'd signed in January, a guy called Kalu. Um, and I mean, he, everybody said he's, he looks about 42. He's supposed to be 24, but he's got that special kind of Nigerian kind of date of birth that, that Kanu once had, you know. Um, but he, he just looked all out of shape. We just didn't get anything from him. And then he brought him on and he's, he's brought him on in bits and bits and pieces. And you've gone, OK, he's actually quite useful. And he brought him on. He, he won the corner. Um, and the other substitute put the put the delivery in, and, and Yao Pedro got the goal. So, Bilic has got an awful lot of good goodwill towards him because he's just managing games and talking sense in his in his yeah. uh, in his <laughs> in his post match conferences, as opposed to Roy Hodgson, who we had last year, along with fifteen home defeats out of nineteen games. So, uh, <laughs> it's nice being back in the championship. I have to say, gents, it's nice to be here. Yeah, yeah. No, I hope it'll be two nights on Saturday. But anyway, um, what? <laughs> What changes? So, just let's talk about Cardiff yesterday. Two-one win. Obviously, you came from behind. What was the performance like from Watford? Was it was it an easy win or was it a tough win? Or how how was the, how did the game go? I've seen the goals on on Sky and that, but I yeah. didn't, didn't receive the ninety minutes. Um, we we conceded a ball from a set play, which was which was just dread, dreadful lack of marking. Um, absolute free header, um, and it's something that we do have a, you know, we, we we've got. We've got centre-backs, you know, kind of, I suppose, four and six available, if you will. However, in fairness, they haven't done too bad. Um, but then we got ourselves back in again with another set-piece and we scored the winner with a set-piece. Now, literally, I mean, it went up on our socials. My God, we scored two corners from one game. We can't remember the last time we'd done that. But actually, yeah. we had we had done, but it's a dim and distant memory for us. No, I think we, I think we, we managed the game well again. Um, it was it's a delight to see um, not just from Wigan um, on on the, the previous Saturday where the aforementioned Kalu got injured when he 
when he, when he kind of set the corner up and kind of as the goal got scored, he then sat down and he slowed yeah. it down. And it's all of that, you know, it's, it's all of that stuff that everybody moans about the rivals that you're going good. There's two minutes left to play. Just sit and kill it for a minute. Get them, get them organized. And last night, the equivalent of that was basically we, we had the subs and he basically did them in the 90th minute thereafter and just killed, killed the momentum of the game. Um, yeah. So, so, so we're pleased with that. Um, We've got uh, we we look dangerous down the left hand side, especially because you've got a guy called Hassan Kamara, who was last year's player of the season. Even though we only bought him in in January, yeah. <laughs> he, he did enough yeah. in that six months to be better than all the rest of the twelve. Uh, not, in, <laughs> well, in the season we had, it said uh, yeah, it, it 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 speaks well of everything. So that was that you know, and him now partnering with Saar because Saar can cut inside and create the opportunity for the overlap because Kamara's just got an absolute engine on him. Down the right-hand side, you've got the aforementioned Ken Semmer, who can do the same. He can cut in with his left. And we we love Semmer. He's got about five or six assists uh, this season. So he's, but he's one of those kind of goes under the radar because of everybody else who's out and available in the team. Um, and we've got, uh, it'll be interesting. We've got Dan Gosling, the old uh, Everton, Newcastle and Bournemouth player who has been in midfield on occasions. He played last night in midfield. But prior to that, he was playing at right back um, as a bit of a kind of a, a, a make weight, but one who'd done so well that he was keeping the natural right back, Mario Gaspar, who used to be with Villarreal, on the bench. He, he came in yesterday because the, the thing that hopefully will give... Well, no, not hopefully, it's all from our point, but from your point of view, is we have got a, an injury list like a phone book um, at this moment in time. We are really down to the last knock-ins in midfield and and at the back. Um, so yeah. it's kind of that that we, we don't have, we're not able to use that depth because Loser, who came back against Stoke, is already out again. He was out, he came back, looked brilliant for four games and is out. Um, mm. But we do have, you know, we, we can't feel too sorry for ourselves. We've still got little players like um, a, a little lad called Yasser Espria, who only played for about a minute yesterday, which means he'll probably get a run out. And he's one of these, uh, he looks like a 12-year-old soaking wet um, you know, in the kit, and he's a young Colombian, and he is exceptional. And you just go, how, how did we get this kid? He's fantastic. He's really going to blossom into something um, coming forward. So when when Yao Pedro finally kind of moves on to Newcastle or, or which, which, whichever Arab state has bought a club at that particular point, um, he, he'll be the next one through to kind of lead, lead lead the next charge, along with another another Brazilian that we've got. Uh, queued up to come in apparently called um Matthias Martins. We seem to have a good tie-in with a uh, with Fluminense in Brazil because that's where Richarlison's where Yao Pedro and where this Martins is coming from. So but he's not, he's, he's not there yet so you don't have to worry about him. He's not related to Faustino Espirito is he? He's not he's not but he he looks like a he, he, I was gonna say a young Phil Foden because Phil Foden's 87 isn't he um yeah. he, he looks like a, a almost like a, a, a uh, not Poundland even, but just a kind of a, a, a lower budget South American Phil Foden. You just see his brain operating at yeah. a different pace um, and that he can kind of do do little interplays. The problem has been, even with him in the team, is, you know, he's only, what, five foot six, what have you? Uh, we've got Hamza Chowdhury coming back tomorrow. He was out because of a fifth yellow card yesterday, who will get through a lot of work rate in the midfield. Uh, and you've got a guy called Edo, Edo Kiembe. Um, who will basically do anything you want, providing he doesn't have to touch the ball with his right foot. Um, he, the mo a more left-sided player you have never seen. Um, but he can be okay. He can be a bit 
you know, kind of uh, lukewarm water for you some on occasions. But sometimes we can be dominated in the middle if you kind of get about us. But uh, if we haven't got Keenan Davis up front as that holding player, then a lot of the good work that the aforementioned, yeah, Pedro, Yasser Espria, Saar, and Ken Semmer would do in order to play the ball in and then go and look for the return ball, it breaks down. Our sub, our sub uh, striker, who's played for the last two games, but just doesn't do the same job as a guy called uh, uh, Bio, and Bio, he's, yeah, yeah. yeah, vacuum Bio. He, he's he's weighed in with some goals, and he looks like he'd be a useful kind of super sub kind of person because he'll come on, he'll run around, he'll get into places, but holding up the ball, that's not really what they specialised in in you know in Belgium. So that's that's just not what he does. So from your point, from Watton's point of view, I guess one one definitely change. Davis comes into the bio. Any other changes you think from from Cardiff game or in terms of formation, maybe? Well, I think uh, Hassan, uh, sorry, Hamza Chowdhury will come in for certain, yeah. which I imagine would probably see Gosling return to right back um, because Mario Gaspar has been a bit. Um, a bit unconvincing, should we say? I don't. I don't think he'll keep his place and and and, and chuck uh, Gosling out. And Gosling is, he, he's one of the people who kind of you know kind of saber rattles and gets gets everybody going. So I think that would be the case. I think the 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 thing about Bilic now is that I think he knows what his best eleven is, or he knows what his best thirteen is. He knows what his shape is, so to speak. Uh, it's just about getting what he has available into that. And if Davis comes in, then I think it'll be an interesting game. That would be my yeah. that'd be my thoughts. Yeah. So bring back Miles. Uh, you've heard you've heard the Watford point of view. Um from our point of view, um if you're Mark Robbins looking preparing a team for this game, what 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 changes would you make um for Watford? Um well I mean Glenn was saying earlier on bring Walker in for for Vic. Um after sitting here thinking about listening to Watford, maybe take the gamble with Tavares and um try and try and hit him with a bit of pace. Uh, but I can't, I can't see him doing that. To be honest, I can't see him gambling on it. I think maybe we'll probably go there to hold out for th- uh, for the first half and see if we can not concede a goal for the first half, and then come out all guns blazing in the second half, like we did at Stoke. Um, they they went in at half time, and you know we kept it at nil nil. Stoke was sort of on top of us a little bit, but that was because we kept giving the ball away too much. But I think you know if we, if we can put in a performance like we did Tuesday night, where we're not giving the ball away, um, I, th- I think it could be a pretty entertaining game both ways, end to end. To be honest with you, um, I, I have got a question for Pete. Actually, Pete, is there a reason why your owners can't just stick with one man? <laughs> we've, we've, stuck, we've, we've stuck with ours for five years, and we'll go on a run like we did at the end of last season. We I think we only won a few games out of the last. 14 games. I mean, what, what's the cut there then with the owners? I mean, what's it all about? It, it's it's a strange one because if you look at, you know, Watford and our natural place in the, in, in the natural order of things, we, you know, prior to the Pozzos arriving, we'd had one glorious period in the 80s and the late 70s, but in the 80s when we got up into the top flight and we had six years in the top flight. Graham Taylor, who just at the club is it's, it's just a right-fitting genius. And, you know, there's a statue outside of him and all, and quite right. We never managed to repeat that. We'd get up to the Premier League and we'd bomb. We'd get up to the Premier League, we'd bomb. And we did it like three times, but nothing was ever happening. The Pozzos came in and they adopted this model. And they, in fairness, they bought in players that we just went, oh, my God, how have we got them playing for, for Watford? And if you compare the season before and the season after they arrived, it was like, wow, what we're watching is, is tremendous. 
but it comes with this price, which is that it's their belief that a manager at a club like Watford in the vicinity where we are, you know, we're a commuter belt, you know, of London town. If a, if a two things will happen when we get a, a, a coach or a manager in, he will either succeed, in which case he'll get poached, like we saw with Marco Silva, Everton came sniffing after nine games and he down tools. Um, or it's not going to work. And then we need to change runners and riders because we need to kind of move forward. What they did to compensate for this is they ensured that each season and they, they look at it and they use the word project. And a lot of football fans don't like the word project being used. We've started, got, got used to it. Um, but their project would be that we will assemble the squad, which you will be the head coach for. The word manager, other than Roy Hodgson, got thrown away. Uh, mm. After Roy Hodgson, the manager word has been completely thrown away. Uh, he was a disaster with bells on. And um, but what they would do is they would assemble a squad um, that he that they would work with. And it worked really well until three years ago. Uh, and, and three years ago, it sort of it just kind of went off the rails. We, we had the FA Cup final. Uh, a warning sign may have been the fact that we'd lost it six nil to uh, Man City, other than the fact that we'd also lost eight nil the previous year anyway. Um you know, it's you've got to accept that suddenly you're a very small fish in a ridiculous sized pond when you when you have that. But at the time, supposedly some financial agreements, some contract promises were not upheld. Bonuses potentially was also mentioned. And a lot of the players who'd come along to Watford as part of this Pozzo model as a stepping stone, i.e. I'm going to come and play for Watford. We're going to have two seasons. I'm going to keep you up. We're going to do well for the club and then I'll get my move to you know, invariably Everton always comes sniffing, but, you know, ideally a top six sort of top six club or, or Everton. And um, that sort of, that sort of got fractured and people kind of, they didn't down tools, but they weren't flying around at hundred percent because why am I, you know, I'm on a five-year contract here. Why am I doing that to stay here longer? Um, so that went, that went wrong. And we just saw this succession of changes and changes and changes. And so the, the fan base has, has really kind of shifted um to, to the point whereby this was our second relegation and it was it was absolute mirror image of the first one that we had in 1920 which was we had a young manager who lasted one lasted seven games one lasted four games we then brought in uh, a reasonably experienced foreign coach Kike Sanchez Flores Claudio Ranieri they didn't work we changed to British coach Nigel Pearson Roy Hodgson both of them exactly the same you couldn't you couldn't have written it uh, you know, even and all the while the club saying we've learned lessons, we realised what we shouldn't have done, and we won't repeat that. Well, they did it absolutely verbatim. So the the common consensus was, look, your model is kind of broken, um, and therefore there was a big call for there to be a young, innovative, ideally British manager, somebody that we could kind of attach ourselves to. We've had uh, not not that anybody will have ever heard of him, but we had. Uh, uh, Matsari, Walter Matsari, for one of our seasons where we finished 17th, having been 11th in January. And then they just went, oh, we're on 40 points, just down tools. We didn't win another point for the rest of the year. He was he, he was horrific and the club wanted a big ambassador. Marco Silva comes in, Marco Silva goes out. This year, the ambassador was going to be this gentleman, Rob Edwards. Very, very handsome gentleman, just one league two, loads of kind of little... Um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Little similarities to Graham Taylor when we brought him in. The, when we brought him in in the 70s, he just won the fourth tier, uh, the Division Four at the time, and and so it was like, oh, this is going well. The football didn't didn't do, do any great shakes, but he only lost two games. Um, granted, he only won three games, 
But it was like, oh, God, we've changed him. And there was a real level of upset there. Um, and, and the upset is because we were promised a change of culture by the CEO and chairman. And it showed that basically the it didn't matter what the CEO and chairman says. If the owner says, I didn't want this in the first place, which is what the rumours were, um, I wanted my man, which would have been Slavin Bilic, um, I'm going to go and get him. So a lot of a lot of supporters are committing themselves or, or kind of at least surrendering themselves to saying, OK, well, if 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 you're going to kind of decide that the success of the manager is solely rated on on results, then we're going to rate you solely based upon results. Then, Mr. Chairman, mm. because that makes- that's 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 all you're doing. So why should we be any different? Uh, don't get me wrong. The Pozzo family have been fabulous for Watford. You know, the stadium, if you haven't been down to it, is is is, is spick and span. Um, you know, it's lovely. They've done they've done some good things with the community throughout the pandemic. They were fantastic because we've got the hospital right next door. You know, it was wonderful. But all of that goodwill has just ebbed away through a lot of mismanagement and a lot of strange stuff, which you'll feel very sensitive to about money, about things going on strange uh we, we're connected to a guy called Moki Bayat, who's a, a who's a french iranian uh agent who operates in northern france and belgium basically um and and he, he's he's up on a charge in february or march in belgian courts he's always you know kind of one court case away from nick and he's very much connected to the club so it's like there's a lot of things that we don't really like about the way that the club is going but we're, we're looking at it and going, never mind the quality, feel the results at the moment and see what we can do. As it is, Bilic is, is very easy to like. He's very straight speaking and he's putting together seemingly a team who's done very well. The Luton game as we started will win him a whole lot of time, a whole lot of time, a whole lot of patience and a whole lot of credibility. In fairness, though, there's, uh, there's been, what, more British Prime Ministers this season than Watford managers, so you've got to take some heart from that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I did, uh, uh, I did, we we did a we did a, a pre-show uh, with the Luton one, and uh, two two of the local DJs on the on the local BBC radio came on, uh, Andy and Justin, and and we did say when we when we turned to Justin, they said, "Well, you know, Luton are adopting a, a, a traditional, some say old-fashioned uh, methodology of, uh, of management, which is keeping them for more than a fortnight. You know, whereas we we are going with the full home office kind of uh, kind of approach of yeah, yeah, you, you'll be changing this afternoon. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. But but you're well, you're but the way you, but the way you've been going, it's like the way we used to go. I think we had eleven managers in ten years, and you're you're going through them like. I don't know, like a bag of Maltesers, isn't it? So a constant, well, we'll eat that one now, we'll spit that one or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just daft. I mean, a bit of stability, like we've had the last five years, uh, has been absolutely superb for our club, you know, having Mark Robbins there, second, second time around, and he's stuck with us now. He's putting up with all the rubbish on and off the pitch, and especially off the pitch. I don't know how he's put up with it, to be honest with you, because if that was me, I'd be gone ages ago. But you're going through that stage, surely... Surely the owners have got to realise you need stability in the club to move it forward even more than what it is. But but this is where I come back to, to, to the point I was starting to make earlier on. I drifted off to somewhere else. But is the fact that under this Pozzo regime, with all of this strange stuff, we've had six years in the Premiership. We've mirrored what we did with Graham Taylor. We've had a, a, an FA Cup final, which we had with Graham Taylor. Granted, we only lost that one 2-0. This one, we lost 6-0. Yeah, yeah OK. <laughs> but, you know... Um, it, 
but but we we we've seen players that we haven't, and we are still we're still Watford. You know, we still, you know, I can go into the high street and I'll probably see as many Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal and obviously Man United still T-shirts and Man City T-shirts as I will Watford unless it's a match day. Because, you know, that's that's where we are. We know a lot of our, our season ticket holders um, are also season ticket holders at one of those three, you know, main London clubs or and or West Ham. Um, mm. it, it it's that it's that issue. It's not that kind of not the kind, it's kind of same thing. I imagine. I um, mean, the last time I went to Colf was, you know, it always felt and feels like you know it's a one club town, and you know, I imagine somebody would be looked deeply frowned upon if they were walking down in in a sky blue and realised it was Manchester City on it. I should hope they would be definitely. Um, yeah. Whereas here, it, it's you know, you're, you're you're part of the commuter belt. It, uh, it's it, it adapts and changes. Uh, one, one for the fans, because uh, I know you guys shoot off soon. Uh, one for the fans. Uh, you don't sell alcohol in the ground for the away fans. Where, where's the best pubs for the away fans to go on Saturday when they all travel down by coach because there's no trains this weekend? Okay, so um, we, we, we the home fans will be in either the bunker or the red line, which is right outside. Um, if you come in on the high street, it's probably the best one, which is the, the Weatherspoons Moon Under the Water, which is huge. It's got all the capacity that you'll need. It's where all the, you know, when we had the, 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 the recent derby game, it was where all the Luton fans went. They tend to be kind of, seem to be kind of fairly okay if it's kind of a you know, mix and match. You know, we're Watford. Unless you're Luton, nobody's really going to have an argument with anybody. So, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Brilliant. That's um, where we'll meet then, Mark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll go predictions for this game. So, uh, we'll go we'll go Pete, and we'll go Glenn, we'll go Miles, and I'll go me last. So, Pete, what's your prediction for all the game? Oh, you see, I know, I'm I'm normally the referee on our prediction ones. I, I normally manage to, to sidestep this and avoid it. Um, I'll go 2 1 Watford. Um, I think. I thought that last night's game was going to be the tricky one because of all the injuries we've had. I think we'll be strengthened. I think if Keenan Davis comes in, I think we might have a bit too much for you up front. We've just, we've just got a ridiculous forward line that when it turns up, it's, it can really go. If if you turn up and you have a player who plays right in front of the back four, sometimes that's causes problems. Swansea did a great job on us like that. I'll go 2-1. Miles, what's your view? Um, oh... Well, I went for a defeat Tuesday night, <laughs> so uh, maybe that'll work for me. Um, <laughs> um, I- I'm going to go nil-nil at half-time, one-nil win Sky Blues. I like the optimism. I really like hearing that. Glenn, what's your, what's your view? Uh, I think it'll be 3-2 either way. I think Cov might nick it 3-2. I think there'll be goals. I don't think you'll stop Watford scoring with their firepower, but I think Pete will admit Watford do leak goals. I think we've got players who could cause them some problems. And I quite like that if Fiocre starts, I think he'll be he'll be a good good test of their defence. And I quite like the like see Keenan Davis against Panzo. I think that'll be a good little battle. Considering they're both at, well, they've both been at Forest, haven't they? So that'll be an interesting little matchup. Yeah. I think I think we're up against it personally. I think Watford are strong favourites. I think we're playing at a really, really bad time. Uh, three wins on the spin. Um, I think if we get a point at Watford, I'll be absolutely delighted with that. Uh, personally, I think what we should do really is is I I play three, I play probably a five midfield. I'd actually drop um, Allen and I'd go. I, I, I'd have thought about this whether to play uh, move um, Eccles into centre midfield 
and then came right back. But then my, my concern is how do we handle Ismail Asal? And he got Semmer on the you know on the other side. And they're there to me. I remember the game we played what from the League Cup, I think it was two or three seasons back and mm-hmm. won like five nil. And I think from if memory serves you right, Saar ran the show completely. He was fantastic. Yeah. And for me, he he I mean they've got a lot of uh, as people were saying earlier with all the players, they've, they've got a lot of quality there. And I just, you know, that that for me is a real concern, particularly with our right back. We haven't got no no Fancassi Dabo, and I feel we're we're up against it. So I think I'm gonna go three one Watford. I just don't I don't think we'll get anything this game. I think yeah, I think our best chance really is to try and contain Watford. Um I would probably I, I could take what Glenn was saying earlier about maybe dropping your careers. Personally speaking, we've got to play our best players because we, we every point's important. So, you know, we've got to we've got to try and get something. But um I, I think it's gonna be a tough game for us. I really do. I can't I, I, if we get a point, I'll be I'll be ecstatic. Um the, the, point gained. the game the game you're referencing there, I think we won it three 0 and uh Saar got his goal and it was his first game. Yeah. Um, and there, there was a moment in the, I think it was in the second half, because he scored in the first half in front of you guys, um, where the ball was played out to him and he was on like the intersection of the halfway line and the, and the sideline. And the ball got played to him and he took a touch that was just atrocious. And you thought, oh my God, that's going to go out over the goal line. Yeah. And then he just went, mip, mip, whoosh, and we all went, oh Christ, what have we got here? Yeah. He's, he And he just flew. And it was like, over 30 yards, he will beat absolutely anybody. Our problem is now he doesn't want to go and beat his player. No mm. idea why. No idea why, because he can do it for fun. But pushing it and going is like, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the ball and I'm just going to hold it. Now, yeah. at home, he's been a little bit more tricky. And as I say, he can cut in and go for it. But he's equally able to go down the left-hand side as well. So hopefully a little bit more of, uh, of what you saw might be something that you're, that you're having to, to worry and contend with. I hope, yeah. obviously. Hopefully, you're not. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I think from our point of view, I think we've got we've got to start Carlo O'Hare, Bikitix, him and Yokerez. Um, I don't want to go. To, I don't think we should go too attacking. I think we've got to we've got to go free across midfield. I'd be tempted to go Todd Kane right back. I know what um, I think. What Miles and, and Glenn were saying earlier about his ability not to trap back as well, but I just think we've got to play Eccles in his better position. Playing midfield, I thought it was tremendous at Cardiff early in the season, um, and we've got to try and frustrate them. If we can, if we can keep it nil nil and keep you know Willie away side, we've got to keep Watford quiet. We've got to keep it nil. It should be nice and solid, um, and then hopefully we can, if we get a, a nick a goal, you never know. But I think look, for all intents and purposes, this is this is going to be a really tough game for us. Um, I think any anything, any point is a bonus for me because I think I look at the next two games we've got. We're getting at home. We've got to look to target three points against them. Um, and in QPR, well, QPR, as, as Glenn said, we owe them something. We've got to beat QPR because I'm fed up with six of the back teeth of losing to them. So that's another game. It'd be, it'd be nice to win. Um, so, yeah, let's just see what happens. But, no, it's been, it's been great to have you on, Pete. And uh, it's been really fascinating, fascinating supporting to you. And, uh, um, I wish you luck after this game. So yeah, yeah, likewise, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I hope you're going to be wearing your rather super, you know, uh, home kit rather than the away ones because it's uh, it it you know I'm I'm old enough to remember when you actually you know wore, wore it originally. And yeah. I, I hate it when teams come and, and for no apparent reason and we do it as well suddenly go no we're going to wear our non-traditional colours just wrong. yeah yeah so, no, I agree I think we'll be sky blue don't worry. Good stuff. Safe journey, yeah. everybody. But thank you yeah. very much for having us on, guys. Thanks, Pete. Yeah, thanks, Take Pete. Care. Thank you. Great stuff. Cheers, mate. Good luck after Saturday. Cheers. Yeah, you too.
Um, okay, so the last thing we want to bring up to the table is uh, competition, uh, Tommy Hutchinson competition. Um, deadline is Sunday at seven o'clock. Uh, competition, uh, competition question, shall I say, is which club did we sign uh, Tommy Hutchinson from? So that's the competition question. Uh, deadline is seven pm on Sunday. Um, so to enter, just send us um, send us a message on either Facebook or DM us, uh, send us a direct message on Twitter or, or Instagram. Uh, we've also got an email address, skyblufantv at gmail.com. Um, so that's for your chance to win a signed copy of Tommy Hutchinson's book. What's the name of the book again, Miles? I forgot what it's called. Was it Hutch, I think, wasn't Hutch. it? Hutch. Hutch. Uh, belief. Yeah. Belief. Hutch. Belief. Uh, yeah. Belief in something. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. It's yeah. gone. No, it's gone know. out of my head. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Belief. Something. Belief in... Anyway, Hutch believes in something. Yeah, yeah. sign copy of his autobiography, so it'll be a, it'll be a great read. So um, yeah, I mean, you help 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 Pete. So I'm just I'm always ever the pessimist, I guess. But you never know. I mean, we could go to Watford and, and, and turn them over. Let's hope we can do. Let's face it, we won our last time game, so why not? You know, be positive. It's, 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 like, it's a championship. It's 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 a yeah. it's madness. Well, you never know what's going to happen. Well, you yeah. think Burn- Burnley nearly got done over last night if it weren't for the referee adding on 10 minutes. So, you know, they, they were losing 2-1. So and anything can happen, like Glenn said. And um, it, it's a funny old league, isn't it, to be honest with you. But um, Glenn said earlier on, it's a free hit. Yeah, it is a free hit um, all day long. You may as well go there, give it a good go. If you lose 4-0, you lose 4-0. But, you know, if you come away winning it 2-0, 3-0... Happy days. I think if we play it like we did Tuesday night, pass the ball, um, be don't let the occasion get to the players. If we if we calm, pass the ball like we do, put the high press on. It's possible we could do them. It really is. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And with the good news that we've had this week, that you know the rest of the. Up until the, the uh, winter break, um, we're going to be able to play the last two home games as well before the World Cup, which is nice. Operations of the ground still going going on. So um, the players are going to be buoyant, especially after the nice little win on Tuesday night. Who's who's to, who's to say we can't go and beat? I think they're sixth now, aren't they? Oh, uh, yeah, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah I mean, of course. Yeah. As I say, we're playing the, 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 the time. They've lost, they've, they drew with Birmingham. They lost to the Drew with Rotherham, they lost to Blackburn, the Drew with Sunderland, they lost to Swansea, lost to Blackpool, lost to Millwall. Mm. They're beatable, but they are yep. good. They have got that their, their front four could cause us a lot of trouble. But it's just you don't know, Ishmael Star might have one eye on the World Cup. You look at the players now are getting injured. Like I say, Chilwell's yep. gone down. There's only a couple of weeks. If he's got someone who gets stuck into him and clatters in one. Will he fancy it? So maybe there's exactly. a case of going to Todd Kane or Bidwell, just give him a little yeah. hello, and then we'll see. We'll see how he fancy it. So you don't. You don't mm-hmm. know. It's um, it's been a weird I week. Yeah. I don't but, think he'll play. I don't think he'll play fads. I think, um, like Glenn's just said about their front front line, that they're, they're so quick. Um, he'll probably play Doyle being younger legs, um, and Panzo. Uh, Tuesday night didn't let anyone turn him. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think you know you you could be in for a nice little uh, away win. I, I, I and I've said this a number of times before. Cardiff, 
I'd take, I said I'd take 15 points between Cardiff and the World Cup break. We're on 13. So, uh, was it four? No, we're on 14. So, um, yeah, I take it all day long now. Yeah, all I the think, way. yeah, we just got, we just got to keep it going because you can't, you've got, you've got to try win every game. Um, I think the other thing we haven't spoke about is actually Hamer's fitness. We've got to hope he's going to be fit because uh, obviously he came off uh, on on, che- on Tuesday night as well. So it was a dead leg, was, I think. Yeah, I think it was a dead leg. Hamer will be Hamer will be all right. I think he said Waghorn and Dabo were six to eight weeks, but he thinks it'll be near six weeks. So yeah. we might just about have them back by the probably just maybe before Christmas. Which if yeah. we can get them back, it'll be. Um, It'll give us a bit of a bit of an options, but yeah, I was um, I'm quite confident. We got might as well go there and try and win. That's the thing. There's no, we've got we where we are. We we wins it. Wins are what's going to get us up the table. So, I mean, yeah. who expects us to go to Fulham and win yeah. last season? Yeah. Similar, similar. So you don't know. Last but not least, you got um, got a live show miles at Vicarage Road. On Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, yeah, live, live show outside Vicarage Road and then in, in the uh, concourse. Although I think everyone will be outside. So we might just do it from um, outside this weekend because I don't think there'll be many in, in the concourse. There'll probably be more down the pubs and things. And um, I think we're all meeting up. So we'll get everyone on it this weekend, hopefully. Yeah. And yeah, we'll all cool. have a little little word live from outside the ground. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, the, state, the state one was fantastic. So let's just hope Vicarage Road is, and being such a great ground like it is, as like Pete was saying, it is a lovely, lovely ground uh, for an old state stadium. They've really looked after it. They've done it up. Um, it looks the biz. I, I wish we had kept Highfield Road and, and done what they've done to Vicarage Road because they have really done a fantastic job of that ground. It's really yeah. nice inside as well. Yeah. Well, I hope it would be a lovely result for us, more than the point. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll be loud and proud. I know what, that. That's the one thing. What time you What time you live on Saturday? Just for those who might want to come and speak. Yeah, to so we, we'll be going live at two pm. Uh, right. So you can all tune in, and if you can't make it, get the experience outside the ground. Because as I say, Stoke was electric, and I think this week's going to be the same. I reckon. Yeah, I can't, I can't yeah it's going to be brilliant. It's going to be can't. superb. Yeah, it's been my first game for a, few, uh, for a couple of weeks actually, so I'm really looking forward to that. So uh, yeah, can't wait and. Uh, Fingers crossed we can get those uh, precious three points. Oh, yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, so that's that's uh, Saturday. And then we've got another podcast on uh, Sunday night. Hopefully we're talking about um, a magnificent result at Botford. And then we'll have, we're going to fan on to the preview weekend on Tuesday night. Then we've got another show on Wednesday. Um, we've got Ben Kosky on, who's um, the actual program editor at QPR. So he'll give us the logo on QPR. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things to look forward to. So stay tuned for that. Um, I want to extend my thanks to Miles and Glenn. Thanks for, for thanks tonight, and uh, good to uh, look forward to um, listening to your show on, on on Saturday. So look forward to that. So yeah, thanks to everyone for listening. That's Sky Blues, and um, we'll speak to you. Uh, Miles speaks to you actually on Saturday. So uh, thanks everyone, and good night. Good night. Good night.
Fans TV for the fans by the fans.